How's it going? Laid up. I got I got an L4 situation. Lumbar. Lumbar four. A uh, little bit of a bulge. Not a full herniation. I had a full herniated like four years ago, and it's kind of like it's come back a little bit, and it's a tough time. I have a tough time sitting down, and you don't realize how much you love sitting down. Sitting down is so awesome. But, you know, I can do it a little bit, but, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm laid up a little bit right now. But I did this episode before. Um, I was laid up. I'm on the way. You're going to see me squirming a little bit. And I'm talking about today's podcast because it's the Pathfinity, uh, What Makes the Song Stink, the podcast. It's a podcast. And uh, today's episode has Dave Holmes. So, you know, the way this podcast is going, you know, who can we get? Who's kind of interesting? Who's got a story? Who's This is Dave Holmes we're talking about here. This is the guy that got second place in the wannabe a VJ contest on MTV 20 years ago. And, uh, and I had a fascinating conversation with him. He has an awesome podcast called waiting for impact where he actually has tracked down the band's sudden impact. The, the white guys that were in the Motown Philly video. So we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm going to ask him a lot about MTV. And he's actually the one that brought up uh, the song Maria Maria by Santana, which, <laughs> I mean, I don't even think Santana knew what song he was playing. Like, they were just like, A minor. And he's just like, okay, let me plug in Dorian. So it's like, you know, he's just, yeah. Um, but, you know, so it's just noodling and whatever. So we're going to talk about Maria Maria. But most importantly, we're going to get to know Dave Holmes. And another thing you need to know before we get to him is that um, the uh, my video, if you're watching this on YouTube, not just listening to it, my video is going to freeze every now and then. Um, but at least the camera that I bought was expensive. So that's great. I'm glad it was expensive in that I waited for it to arrive and made sure no one stole it from my porch so that I stayed home for it. And, uh, you know, then, then it froze. So that's going to happen every now and then. Who gives a shit? You know, it's a podcast. Let's check out Dave. What makes this song stink? This is a great day for the What Makes This Song Stink podcast. We've got Dave Holmes. I'm, I'm going to be bringing him in in a second. First, let me give you some of his bullshit here. Editor-at-large at Esquire magazine. Uh, he's the author of Party of One, a memoir in 21 songs. He's the creator of Waiting for Impact, a podcast that I can't wait to get into and ask him a lot about. And he's the legendary VJ from the prime MTV watching years for you know people of a certain age. Because it's prime MTV watching years for people right now, somehow. I don't know what they're watching, but like, you know, for, for a guy like me, uh, you know, I'm a 42-year-old man. Thanks for asking. It, this guy was a big part of my life, and I give you, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Holmes. Dave, thanks for being on What Makes This Song Stink. Pat, I have been looking forward to this for weeks. I am a fan of the show. I am a fan of yours. Uh, I am, I, I've listened to the, the August is uh, falling record and enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> is there, is there, do you have a name for fans of the show yet? I want to just call people little stinkers. Little stinkers um, but, is exactly what I was about to suggest. Yeah. But apparently there's another podcast called little stinkers. And then some people were like, well, there's already a podcast called little stinkers. And I'm just Here's like, replacements, replacements named their album. Let it be. I'm like incubus named a song. Wish you were here. Like there's, yeah. no, there's only so much you could do here. Um, yeah, so yeah. I was so many I words. Was thinking, I was thinking little stinkers. So I'm glad you think that's exactly, that's exactly right. And I don't, I've never heard of the little stinkers podcast in my life. Is it about, about kids and the adorable things they do or what is oh, it? I think it's about, it's about serial killers. I think just, you know, oh. obviously what else do we want to hear about? 
Meanwhile, Dave Holmes, editor Esquire. Meanwhile, Dave Holmes, multiple podcasts. Meanwhile, Dave yes. Holmes, you know, he, he participated in the wannabe of VJ contest 20 Listen. years ago. Got second. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's, before yeah. we get into the today's stink, which is your, you picked it. I'm not sure. Was I it did. in the stink tank or did you just think about it? No, no, it's, it's, I've got a real bee in my bonnet about this song. And, and when I, uh, when Adam, producer Adam reached out, that was, that was, yeah, I, without delay, I suggested this song. I ask of people when, like, because we, we give guests a, a, a list of songs and we put it in the stink tank. So you can uh, either pick one of those or you can pick your own. And when you yeah. have a conviction, you know, for a song, that's the ones that are my favorite because people have a yeah. backstory. Like we did one with the author, uh, Michael Mechanic, who had a problem with um, a Mike and the Mechanic song because he had to oh, live with, you know what I mean? Like, what are the, oh, what are the, what are the odds? No. Um, so it was special for him. Um, anyway, yeah, so Adam, that's, 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 that will scar you. It did. For sure. So. Let's Adam. Let's uh, remind people what this song is, and then I'm going to ask Dave a couple questions, non-related. Um, but let's Great. just listen to it for a second. Uh, I'm at a party. I'm at a party. I don't want to be there, but I'm attracted to you know. Some, I'm, this is where I'm at when I hear this. Like it's, I'm 21. I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm at this party. I should not be there, but she's there. And I'm trying to talk to her. She doesn't give a shit about me. And I'm yeah. like kind of fake dancing to this song. Like I care and I don't. Oof. You know where I am? I'm not even at a party with this song. I'm at like a uh, like a 10K fun run. It's about getting ready to start. You know what I mean? It's like it's a it's a charity thing and there's face painting for the kids and there's just like music playing that like some DJ was like, what are songs that nobody loves but nobody hates that's uh we can just play two, you see the two speakers there's like yes. a big gatorade thing of water huge thing over yep. and you know you're pushing that thing in but it's uh -huh. kind of a puddle under it All there's right. a table of bananas yeah plantains uh, and like right. you know the guy from the morning zoo is there to like you know get the crowd hey, worked everybody, up what's going on but everybody uh -huh. would like to thank everyone also and we want to let you know that there's raffle tickets Anytime yeah. there's raffle tickets, you know you're in, you know you're in you're in trouble. Oh, you're screwed. We were just at the worst Oktoberfest the other day, and uh, and if you I guess if you got a, a pretzel and like the worst wateriest beer cheese I've ever had in my life, you get a yeah. you get a raffle ticket, and uh, and the raffle ticket was for like t-shirts for this awful place that we were at, and it, but we felt compelled to stay. Yeah, so it was like I, like why we don't you had want the ticket. yeah these will become rags immediately why are we I mean, saying and it's a nightmare it takes forever there's always the person that doesn't know how to hold a microphone and they're just like make oh, God, sure yeah. you go back and see mary and get raffle tickets and then they're like okay we're gonna do the raffles and then there's two kids they bring yeah. the kids yeah. out and the kids are doing this and then they read every number off of the ticket so of it's course. like seven five nine two yeah. six four we five nine nine two. Two, two five five and they never, the person is never there. The person's they are always left, gone. Unless it's you. Always gone. Because you, you yeah. were waiting. And then, we did leave. Know. We did finally leave. For the very last minute we left. But we left our raffle tickets with somebody else. We were like, let's, let us, let's right. like sh uh, shrug our bur burden off on the, onto someone else. So we've and, established, we've established that the song stinks of where you might be when you're hearing it. So we're going to mm -hmm. get to that. We're going to listen to it as we go. But first, I got some mm -hmm. questions for you, Dave, if you don't Please. mind. Um, all right. So you were a big part of my life. Uh, you know, I was about 20, 
to I was 19 to 21 when your when your MTV stuff happened, right? And uh-huh. um, and for those of you who don't know, Dave was uh, it was on this MTV contest making make a VJ, I believe it was called. Want to be a VJ? Want to be a VJ? Yeah. Now yeah. I'm sorry to bring it up because I'm sure you talk about it a lot in your life. Yeah. I would imagine that this is kind of like your, you know, Jeff. Jeff Bridges is an acclaimed actor or whatever, but he's the dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people yeah. always bring it back to Big Lebowski for Jeff Bridges or Norm yeah. McDonald, you know, RIP. He was like, you know, he was, he did a lot of other stuff, but people always brought it to SNL, right? Sure. So imagine with you, like, specifically. Yeah, pretty much. We're all so fascinated with MTV. So it's just right. like you were, you were a part of it. And the way you got there was the, the way you, you backdoored into this was just so it's, unbelievable. Um, it's so weird. So you didn't it's win so the contest. Weird. No. But the guy no. that did couldn't really be counted on that much. Is that what happened here? And you were just well, like, you were an actual like funny guy. And they oh, were thanks. probably just like, you know, well, we, we kind of need this guy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Yes, I do get asked about it a lot. But like, it it is a thing that I did that like, fundamentally changed the course of my entire life yeah that, like to a point where it, it it i can't i cannot imagine what my life looks like if i didn't show up that morning you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah which i very nearly didn't and it's and it's just it's a, it's a very it's a it's a choice that i made that it was very close to like a 50 50 thing and uh and then i went and it and it it did end up working out and now i get to you know, I get to do the things that I like to do with my life. And I don't know if I would have found my way there if it hadn't been for that thing. So, I, you know, I'm living in New York City. It is very hard to do that. It's very expensive. I'm away from my family. I had like a good life in New York, but it was like, what am I, what am I doing? If I'm like, I, I, there was nothing at the end of the advertising like road that was appealing to me. And I, and I had a faint idea that I wanted to write and that I wanted to work in like television or film or or something, but I didn't, I didn't have a clue how to get there. I had no connections in that world. And I just was like, I'm just going to go. I was looking for reasons basically to just like, you know, pull a mental health day at work and just do something else. And so that's what I did. But I, I remember that I, um, I, I felt like if I don't get there real, if I'm not one of the first people they see, I have no hope. Because I'm like, I'm not going to be, I'm not like a wild character or whatever. So like I need, while the people who are seeing people aren't sick of people, I need to, I need to be there for that window of time. And, uh, and so I got up at like four in the morning and I went and I, and I was 138th in line. But, but I remember I, when my alarm went off at that ungodly hour, I was like, what am I, what am I doing? This is, I was 27, I think. Like, I should just go. I have a job. I'm lucky to have a job. I should just go and be an adult and whatever. And, and I just didn't for whatever reason, like something got me out of bed and into a taxi and into the, into Times Square. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And it was like a three day thing. Um, and yeah, I auditioned on Monday. We started doing live stuff on the, on the network, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the final thing was Saturday which was, it was a big, long, like three hour live thing and all kinds of like challenges and quizzes and whatever. But and then I, I didn't cut, like, did you make a cut though? Like, were they, yeah. so like the first yeah. day you got a call back or whatever, and then X well, amount of people. Yeah. Like that Monday, um, I like, there were like 12 audition stations and, uh, and then like from there, 
like some people got what we now would recognize as like the golden ticket or whatever. But like some, the person who I talked to was like, here, take this piece of paper and go to that room. Okay. And then the other people who came in with me at the other 11 stations, like didn't I, mostly, or maybe one or maybe one other, whatever. So there was like an instant callback. And then they were like, we got to, we'll, we'll let you know by midnight on Tuesday, if you have made the top 10. And they called it like 1158 on Tuesday night, which I, by the way, also called in sick the next day to work. So I was like, I have to devote all of my energy to like focusing on this and, and yeah. thinking about it and, you know, yeah, trying, you know to, trying to make it happen with my mind. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so then, yeah. So then I had to like blow the rest of the week of work. And then bit by bit, it came down to me and this guy, Jesse Camp, and he eventually won. But in my mind, I was like, just have your emotions about this. It's like make an appointment for next week to have emotions about it. But like for right now, just like smile, go to the rap party, get every business card you possibly can, like do like do everything yeah. you can possibly do to mm-hmm. make this into maybe I'll get a writing, maybe I'll get a production assistant job or something. But like this, this is, there's an opportunity for something new here. So take it or you'll regret right. it for the rest of your life. Um, and I did. And I, 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 it, it started with a writing job and then just because I was there and I think people had some like warm feelings about me because of the way that the, the wannabe VJ thing shook out. I, I started to like screen test for things. And then one of those got picked up and Jesse for all of his strengths as a character was not a reader of, uh, cue cards or right. teleprompters so much. Yeah. Um, and there's like, there's, there are some shows that are, you know, that need that. And so. So I, I got one and it got picked so, up. So like how much downtime was there? So like Jesse Camp wins. And for those of mm-hmm. you who don't, you know, don't know what we're talking about here, Jesse mm-hmm. Camp was like a Steven Tyler kind of guy. It was just kind of sure. like, oh, hey, dude, what's going yeah. on, man? Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, man, yeah. So it's like yeah. the average MTV guy viewer would be like yeah okay this guy like looks cool whatever like i'm gonna do like he's dude man yeah right yeah yeah yeah. and then it's like a vote for chaos right right right. yeah like i'm not exciting like i i felt like you know especially once i was in there and like starting to do it i was like i could i really never thought i would get put on air but i was like i could probably do this whereas he was like you know a a, a, like a super crazy wild character and like 18 years old and you know fashion sense from another planet and and like the mtv audience for sure because it was all about like a call-in vote and everything of course they're going to be like this guy's going to like ruin the network let's watch you know what i mean or whatever like something weird something weird and maybe awful will happen if he gets on the air let's see what it is you were not put in a position to win but talent the talent wins out dave talent wins out persistence wins out persistence yeah but in talent too but what i will say is that you know when you were when you were on tv though me Mm -hmm. as a you know it took me a longer time to to figure out exactly what i want to do i'm still working on it but like i was just like man this guy i could do this guy like i wish i did it because i was just like oh man i'm like dave i'm like dave holmes if he could get on there you know what I mean? I think I have yes. that shirt. That's kind of how I felt. Like I was just Great. like, man, where'd this guy come from? Like I could do it, but like you know, so I, I, there was a little bit on, you know, there was a little bit of resentment towards you, Dave. Okay. Just let you know, I wanted okay. it. I wanted it. You know, what I mean? understand. But, but then I realized that I don't know if I wanted in because you are, you know, 
as a music lover, you know, I've done a little bit of research here, Dave, you know, I'm Uh getting working on being pro here as a music lover. You are now working, you know, working for the man. Now, as you were on these shows, like, were you listening to proud Mary every night? Like, you know, because you were like probably listening to whatever you want to listen to. And then you were like peddling O town. So how did that, how did that go? Uh, there's a, a thing that happens. Yes, of course. Like in, in that moment, as a matter of fact, this just came up the other night, like the first person that I ever like pulled strings to like to meet who I was just like, I have to meet this person was Josh Rouse. His first album had just come out right when I was starting and I loved it and I still love him. Uh, he's like a singer songwriter guy. And, uh, and so I, I was have, like, that I was sort of my Josh thing. Rouse. Who's Josh oh Rouse? My God, he's fucking fantastic. He started out he was like kind of lumped in with like um like Ryan Adams and Robbie okay. Folks and that kind of thing but the Americana um, yeah. Oh, yeah Americana but that didn't really suit him um he's he's just like a really good kind of like a, a singer songwriter who you could tell grew up listening to a lot of Smiths but did it like did his thing at least in the early years with like you know slide guitar and you know okay. like countryish sort of trappings. Anyway, it's like twenty five years later, he's he's still like putting out records. He's awesome. Um, okay. But like, so I had the this, this stuff that I loved, but there also is a kind of a Stockholm syndrome thing that happens when you're there, especially mm-hmm. when there's an element of the show that's live, that has a live audience, um, that has like people standing around out front that are really enthusiastic about the music. Like, I I don't think if I don't think I would have been listening to, you know, in sync if I had not been working at MTV. And I don't know that I listened to it a whole lot in like my downtime, but when it was on and when everyone was like super excited about it, I, I found that I could not help, but also be excited about it. People think that because I do this, what makes this song stink on all these, like, you know, like train and stuff like that, that I just hate pop music. And I don't, I don't hate pop music. Like, there's there's NSYNC songs that I'm all right with. You know, Absolutely. there's some that I don't. You never know. It's a fine line. It's like if you looked at any TRL, there's some songs that I absolutely can't stand. And then there's like a couple like. Um, you would never do it again. Oh, I can I can see the dance steps. Yeah, there's half steps. There you go. I mean, you get some. Oh, no, the dance steps. I don't I don't. The music terms that you just used, I don't know what that was. But like, but I can see the choreography. You know, but in this song, JC had a moment and I still will mm-hmm. laugh out loud because you were probably the one that said, hey, now it's it's going to be me and sing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I'm just hoping at that point, I don't even know what I'm hoping for. Like, I don't think there's a band that I really liked that was being played at that time. But I was just still watching because I was sure. like young enough, I guess. But I was like, you know, here we go. So it's like JC does this move where he goes. Every little thing I do never seems enough for you, for you, babe. He does that oh. answer, which look at your face, you know it. Yeah. For you, oh, sure. babe. And JC always thought he was like the one. He thought he he thought he kind of had it, but he didn't. I mean, didn't we all? Deep down, he knew. Deep down, he knew that it was JT. But didn't we all? He, uh, yeah. It's it's very strange to me that uh, that JC did not become bigger. I I think that. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any like real knowledge. This, what I'm about to tell you is literally all that I know, but I, I think that, um, Give us some there was a moment when it felt like w- when Justin Timberlake was a little bit leading the rest of the guys on that, like, I'm just going to do this one solo record and then I'll be back and we'll get back to doing our thing. And they, the, the rest of them, uh, declined opportunities that 
could have set them up for future success because the plan was to get back to NSYNC. And then he just never did. And, and you know, Brian or whatever from the Backstreet Boys, like these other guys, like they have to. Who is the Backstreet Boys, JT? I've always wondered that. Uh, the Backstreet Boys, there kind of isn't one. Kevin? There kind of isn't one. I mean, like, I guess. Kevin's no, the most popular. Kevin. He's a soap opera looking oh, guy. Oh, yeah, no, he's the hottest one for sure. But uh, right. I think probably probably Nick Carter, the blonde. Yeah, I guess, little, I guess Nick Carter. The on dewy eyed blonde one. On that note, um, let's go to a break and then let's come right. back and let's talk about Santana. God damn it. All right, we'll be right back. Dave, that was a great break, wasn't it? Oh, my God, it was good. Really? Hey, you know, I moved my limbs around a little bit. Yeah. A little, little sip of water. I'm refreshed. Oh, my God. We'll get to Santana, but look, listen. Will we? Will we? We got a guy that knows Kurt Loder. I love Kurt Loder. He's a lovely guy. He truly is. That is his. That is the dark secret of Kurt Loder, is that he is such a nice guy. Like, he's, he, he, his, like, public persona is a little, little gruff, but he is, he is just lovely. Right? So it's just like, maybe so much older than everybody else. Because yeah. he was he was the guy, but his, the news he was giving was like Smashing Pumpkins. James Ehaw to put out oh, a new record at, like, at most, like at the most credible. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, he was probably forty ish when he started that job. But he, uh, yeah, he had MTV or not MTV, uh, Rolling Stone behind him, and yeah. you know he uh, he wrote Tina Turner's autobiography with her, yeah. and like all of this stuff. He was like. He was a very credible name. Do you huh? have his number? Do you have his number? I don't think I have his number. Okay. Well, I'm not asking. I was just wondering. Like, no, no, no. You, but you now had, I'm wondering. You could text Kurt Loader right now. Um. Well, let's find out. Okay. Uh, it's great. Adam, no, you put the phone on? I don't. I have Chris Connolly's number. Okay, you have Connolly's number. He was the film guy, right? So he got... He was he did the movies. Chris Connolly did the movies. Um, yeah, you know. And then all right, initially, one, all right, just one and more. And then, uh, oh yeah, no. And then he, yeah, he became sort of a news guy. And now now he's on like ESPN or something. Um, and, he's all know, over the place. Love I him. was like Connolly. So um, one more. One never more. met Kevin Seal. Can I tell you something? I got I got I got an accident yeah. about this. I never met Kevin Seal. And that that honestly. Like once I oh, started, man, sorry about once that. it became clear that I was going to get the job, I was like, that was one of the things I was most excited about. I was like, I bet I'm going to meet Kevin Seal. And I haven't. Oh man, I'm sorry about that. I don't that. like it. Yeah. But you know, I'm but you dead did. serious when I tell you I'm upset about that. I, I, I believe you. I mean, yeah. you know, but you know, John Norris. I do know John Norris. I mean, does anyone know I, John Norris? But I yeah, don't. but I, I certainly, you know. If I, I saw him, he's a man on the town. He's a man on the town. I heard he's around, but I'm not, I'm not, um, let's, let's true. get, let's get off Norris here. Okay. Um, one more, one more TRL related question. And then I swear Please. to God, we're going to move I'm here on. For um, there was a moment that I won't forget. And I was wondering oh, if you were God. there okay. because I'm not sure if it was Carson. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what was happening, but, but there's a moment. And I talk about this moment a lot on my, on my podcast and on videos, probably, um, it was a TRL and ACDC uh, was in the studio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were you yeah. there? I was there. Uh, yeah. ACDC. Oh yeah. Okay, oh my so goodness. So here's what happens. It's a call in, right? So it's like they, they, uh, people were calling in to, they were going to play one song and mm -hmm. they probably had a new album. I think it was ball breaker. 
or it could have been rock and roll train. It was, um, uh, uh, did they have one that's like shoot from the hip or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's um, stiff upper lip. Stiff upper lip. It was stiff so upper lip. They were pushing stiff upper lip, which the amazing sure, thing about ACDC is that just any one of their songs, just scream it, scream the title of the song, and that's actually how it goes. So, oh, like, yeah. if, if the song was called, like, She Got Braces, it would be like, She Got Braces! You know, like, it's it doesn't matter. When, when is when is this Pat Finnerty side project coming out? Oh, I'm working when, on When it. is your ACDC project coming? Well, that's the cool thing. I mean, thing we've conquered that. the charts once. When are we going to do it again? Well, I mean, it all depends on it's wherever the wind blows me, Dave. I don't know okay. where I'm going to go next, but I, I do have a... I have a parody song for pretty much every genre, I'm sure. So that's kind Fantastic. of the angle that I'm going at now, which is really cool. Great. And this August Great. only thing is fucking wild, man. It's wild. I love it. I love it. I love watching it. Um, I, I have Butch Walker questions for days. It's, we'll get it's unreal. We get there. So, um, okay, so we're back in the TRL. ACDCs, they're uh-huh. pushing stiff upper lip. But then they're also going to do one classic song, and the callers are, are doing the uh, – they're, they're, they're voting. You know, uh-huh. so I think it was like mm-hmm. you shook me all night long, back back in black, um, highway to hell, maybe like you know, money talks or something like that. Love money talks. Uh-huh. Anyway, so it's like those are the four. How, how does that go? Uh, come on, come on, listen to the money talk. Okay, um, I mean they branched out a little bit. A little bit. That one has more of a melody than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes in and back in black wins, and there's this moment, and I don't think it's on. It might be on YouTube. There's a moment and Brian Johnson just goes, like sighs, <laughs> and he goes, that's, that's a high one. Oh, he was, he was yeah. so pissed because it's a high one. He's like, mm-hmm. it's the highest one. He was oh. so, he did not want it to win. And he goes, back in black. So uh, you were there for that performance. I must have been. Yeah, that. I don't remember that moment exactly, but I'm, I'm certain that I was there for that. And, and I, I'll tell you how I know. Um, my, so, okay. When I got the job, my yeah. parents who, who like had me when they were in their forties okay, were late. like now in their seventies. And, uh, because I was on MTV, they just watched MTV all the time. So, because I, you just really never knew where I might pop up. Right. Like right. there were, you know, yeah. there was, they kept us very busy. And, uh, and so like, they, it was just on all the time. And so my like 70 four-year-old mother or whatever was like oh i like that acdc like she got she got kind of into him for a minute it didn't really last but she was you know it just the whole thing was so it was such a joyful thing for them to like see their kid like you know find his way in the world and do it on television that it was like the the good feeling rubbed off on and it and it rubbed off onto phil rudd and uh malcolm malcolm oh okay phil rudd's the drummer he had had some problems um, okay. he, he might be back okay. with the band, but he had some problems. Um, okay. Where, they, where I remember that they all looked like uh, hobbits. Like they're yeah. all tiny, tiny. Yeah. They're, and they were small. they were pretty old then. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was just, I felt like I was, you know, in, in the Shire. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Where are anyway. you from? Where are you from originally, Dave? St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, wow. Go Cards. Unbelievable. Go cards. Love that arch. You know, so it's I was on Cards. I was on tour uh, in the spring, and um, Adam, will you put the song on again? So I was on tour in the I was on tour in the spring, and I had two hours, and I was like, I'm getting up there, and I waited oh. in line, and I was like, oh. I'm by myself, 
and it was yeah. family and like a dad and his daughter and it was just so amazing. but that means you get that extra seat Oh, of course. Like, who is this guy? Like, it was just me alone. And then I was waiting, and they make you go through this whole thing of like watching the history of the arch. And I was, I was asking, I was asking our guide. I was like, can we get this thing moving a little bit? I gotta get. And they're like, no, we can't get this thing moving. And I was like, I gotta bow out. So I left. I paid. I still have a ticket to go, oh. and I still haven't got up there. So I still have to get up there. Okay, what's your what's your relationship with uh, claustrophobia? I'm all right. You know, I'm okay. not into it, but I mean, like, I'm okay. 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 Yeah, because it's the the you get on these little pods to go up to the top. Yeah, it's like a it's like an elevator, but then it also sort of goes, you know, off to the side. It's like on a like um, it's on like a pulley or whatever. But but they're tiny, yeah. tiny. And okay. uh, so if it's just you, that's one thing. But if it's you and then a family of four, it's only yeah. maybe two or three minutes. But it's I remember even as a kid being like, yeah, I don't know how about this. But it's cool yeah. once you get up there. Get a it's view great. And empty downtown St. Louis. It's a good looking town, though. It is. Um, it is. All right. It is. So it St. Is. Louis, St. Louis, whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Now it's time mm-hmm. to get to it. So, where okay. were you were playing this? Song. Like, this is a song, and, and for me, I'll just give you a little backstory. So, like, once, Please. once Supernatural came out, I mean, we just, we, there was nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. It was, yeah, it was a, a, a pop singer is going to sing a line and then followed by that, you're going to get some noodling from Santana. And it's just, that's what it is. I mean, he was just <laughs> basically like, you know, just, it was, it was like, just, he didn't even care who was singing what he, or what was he happening. Here's the noodle. It's going to be this move, whatever. Uh, right. We're coming off a of smooth. Smooth is huge. Smooth is massive. still huge. And smooth is like, they didn't even need another single. Smooth was still going, and then all of a sudden, Maria, Maria, Dave, tell me what what happened and, and why you picked this song. Well, I'm sure that we did play it. I, I, we must have, but you definitely. I don't. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I know the network did, but I don't know if it was like if I ever. I, I'm I'm certain that I did have to like announce it or whatever at some point, but I don't remember. And that's that's what I that's what drives me crazy about this song is that it's like it is exactly the same as not listening to any music at all you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's like you know i said earlier like there are worse songs i'm sure that the uh the the stink the stink list stank bank whatever it is stink tank stank tank yeah. uh i'm certain it is filled with songs that like will make me lunge toward the radio and turn it off this mm-hmm. is a song that when it's playing i'm like somebody turn the radio on because it just uh, it's exactly the same as nothing. Yes. It, that's it's, a great way uh, to put it. It's it it drives me nuts. From the very beginning. Well, uh, the very beginning is Wyclef talking which also drives me nuts. But the the beginning of the lyrics is are Maria Maria she reminds me of a West Side story. Which is like yeah. okay yeah. in a in what way does she remind you of of a West Side Story, uh, be like, it, it, is the West Side Story that she reminds you of West Side Story? Oh, oh West Side Story, because it's West, Side, West story? Side Story. Is it the yeah. West Side Story? Yeah, it, of the many West Side Stories that we have passed down uh, via oral tradition in our culture, is it West Side Story that Maria reminds you of? Because there is a Maria, famously in West Side Story, um, but we'll never know because it's just, she reminds me of West Side Story. And and then that's it. Let's move on. I I hate 
when it's um when it's like hey you know this other better piece of art think about that for a minute while we do what we're doing here right you know what i mean and maybe some of the goodwill from the good thing will rub off on this lazy thing that we're doing you know it's kind of like um, I talk about Ringo songs a lot. It's kind of just like Ringo doing like the those were the days. Oh yeah. We were the lads. Right. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Tomorrow never knew. Yeah. Oh, like um she came through the bathroom window. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like yes. that, and that's kind of what this song it, is doing. It, that's like, exactly what this song reminding is. you of um, I want to live right. in America, live in, live in America. Yeah, I mean, yeah you know that? Song. That's yeah. a very you know good that song. Towering achievement in uh, American musical theater and choreography. Hold that in your mind. We're going to do this. Hold on. Hold thing. on. We're going to do uh, But Santana's going to do this. Uh, and he didn't even write that. Adam, play it. He didn't even write it. Do you know really? that? That's no, not even his hook. No, check out where it's yeah. from. Huh. Huh. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Step inside the room, Doctor Doom, prepare for the boom. Wow. Now I, I mean, I did look at the Wikipedia, and it it did say that it was like inspired by Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, but I I didn't I I didn't ask any further questions, and I didn't understand where. It got. I, I thought there was maybe some something mm-hmm. in the beat or whatever. Oh no, I didn't realize. Now I don't know where they're sampling. They might be. There, there's good chance they're sampling it from something. We did a little bit I of research. Oh. Do you have it? It's not underdog. Is it underdog? Yeah, it's, I found the recording. Here you go. Okay, but I need to hear it. it... All right. Yeah. What's that now, organ line? So, so, holy cow! Now that's a very tiny little part of it, but if you did look it all the way back, it would be like underdog cartoon from the '60s, whatever. Wu Tang, we're giving the we're giving the game ball to Wu Tang on that one. If you're reminding me of Wu Tang Clan, I'm gonna listen to Wu Tang Clan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. So it's it's just, yeah. That's the one thing he contributes because yeah. And I'm a guitar player and I've dedicated my life to like talking about fucking guitar when I'm not playing it. And who's your favorite uh-huh. guitar player? And all these guys, I mean, I name these guitar players. You probably never heard of Bill Frizzell. He's awesome. Yeah, I've heard I, I, okay. You know him? He's, he's fucking great. My, one of my favorites. He's always like, like, I would see him like he's playing the bottom line or something. Yeah. When I lived in New York, he's, he's one I, of those guys. Absolutely. Like Jim Campolongo. Amazing. Like, you know, going back, it's like there's Danny Gatton's this ridiculously amazing. You ever hear Danny Gatton? He was like no. this, he beat the guitar and then he ended up taking himself out. And I think the reason why is because he just like beat music. He was so good at guitar. There was nothing oh, left no. for him to learn. I know no it was tragic, more. but he was amazing. No Roy Buchanan, all these, all these guitar players that are just like, you know, I, I love guitar. And Santana yeah. is like a guitar hero, but he's never been one of my guys. And it's maybe because I never got into the 60s shit all that much, like the 70s shit. Same. And Same. I, and I, I understand that there are probably is stuff we could like there, Dave. And that's on maybe, us. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. 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 Yeah, it doesn't speak to me. My, mean, you know. my suspicion about these like Santana superstar, you know, collaboration records is just that he's 
Like he's he's done some noodling. They're they're in a like a closet in his house, and then like his people just sort of go through, find some things, find some collaborators. He has almost nothing to do with it until no. it's finished, and then it's like Beautiful. you know, here's here's how we'll do this on the Grammys. Yes, beautiful. Oh, we get a Grammy for this. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah no, probably like, you know, he's just got his cross on and he's happy yeah. and he's spiritual and he's all that. But basically what's happening is like, you got a beat that's like this. And he's just like going... Which is kind of like the separate ways move. Ooh, I never made that connection. Well, I wouldn't say that that's a necessarily connection. I just try to bring up separate well, I mean, ways as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll like, connect the, the two for the rest of my life now. The point um, is, is that he's not doing anything like... You, you. So the best thing that he's doing in the whole song, this is my point. The best thing he's doing in the whole song is that... Because that's at least a hook, right? He didn't sure. write the hook. He didn't write yeah. Shocking. It's shocking. And he is... Um, announced when he absolutely does not need to be we, we don't yeah. need to put carlos santana's name in this song but we know carlos it's santana it's, it's yeah. we don't we don't need that because we we're we know that even if you don't know guitarists really well you can tell that that's carlos santana like there's a absolutely. tone that there's is exactly tone. him and it's you know and i i know that at this time I mean, you know, file sharing was uh was just starting and it, it would be it, it was starting to become possible that you could hear a song and not know who it's from so to like put your name yeah. in it somewhere like craig david was doing that at the beginning so sure. you would like be sure to know that it was craig david but we don't yeah. know it was santana we know no. Especially yeah. the people that were listening to that song necessarily weren't necessarily file sharing this thing. This was like oh, a yeah. uh, Grammy. This was a Grammy winner. Like I remember I worked at Tower Records in 2001 and Where? that was the year that um, I think that was. Um, oh, my God. What's her name? Uh, Nor Jones. Nor Jones uh, won everything at the Grammys. Yes. And after because uh, Supernatural was 99, I believe. And then he just like, it kind of became like a, a Metallica black album that like he, he pushed it for like five years, six years. Um, yeah. And then, so working at Tower Records after Nora Jones won the Grammys, people were just like coming in, getting whatever they were going to get. And they were just throwing that on top. Like it was a pack of guns of at the counter. Yes. Like, yeah. give me that. Give me that. It won all those yes. things. Give me that. And that's sure. what Supernatural, that's what happened for Supernatural too. So it's Absolutely. just like, it broke through. Yeah. yeah, it broke through to um, you call them the train fans, which I also yeah. sort of do. Uh, like the people who don't, um, who like aren't really paying any attention to the music mm -hmm. that they're that they're listening to. It's just sort of there. Like the people who, um, and I miss being able to evaluate people this way. But I was like, I was single in New York City at this time, and like. Mm -hmm when I would go home with somebody and they had like a 10 CD tower and there were seven CDs in it and they were like all greatest hits compilations and like the bodyguard sure. soundtrack. I was like, yeah. this is, we will hook up and I will never talk to this person. Again. <laughs> right. I, have no, yeah. I have nothing for this person and they have nothing for me. Right. We're taking it to pound town, but that's pretty much that's it. And then, it. you know, right. I like to try to bring up pound town as much on this podcast as possible. You know what I mean? I mean Listen, um, people have been, people have been moving out of pound town. They have been. You know, we got to get last more couple years. There. We got to we got to yeah, we got to regentrify pound town. 
I was trying to hook up a guy, um, this dude who, who I was talking to on Instagram. His name's Keel. So I'll use this mm -hmm. opportunity as well. So ladies, if you're out there, he's looking for a lady. This guy mm -hmm. in um, Woodstock, Illinois. His name's Keel. Cool mm -hmm. dude, 31 years old. Um, met him on Instagram. You know, was, I was talking to him on Instagram live the other night, and he's single. So if you're in the greater Chicago, uh, Woodstock, Illinois area, uh, okay. send an email to songstinkpod at gmail.com. And we'll get that. Maybe we could do a love connection. So I am trying. Oh, to wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be I nice? So. We could make a love connection. Or we're talking like you know, I do a lot of negative stuff. So I always try to throw positive on top. You know. Uh -huh. um, you so, know, this show sometimes reminds me of a love connection. <laughs> thanks, Dave. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so let me let's talk about this for a second. So yeah. I was doing some research last night because I knew I was going to be talking to you today and I saw mm -hmm. your, I missed your spot on the 24 hour best show when it happened originally, but I watched your mm -hmm. clip last night and huh. uh, I think we just have a mutual admiration for Sharpling. And, you know, I, uh, yeah. I loved, I loved your spot talking with him and he brought thanks. up a thing, um, your podcast that, you know, there's many parallels, like, you know, it's, he's just such a, I love Sharpling. He's just, uh, you never know exactly what's going to come out, but it always kind of rings true with what, with the idea of so what I'm thinking about. You did a whole entire podcast about uh, the band or the group sudden impact and it's called waiting for impact. Right. Yes, and then I just found out about it last night. I didn't know about it. Okay. Um, okay. So, and I apologize. That's on me, Dave, um, Listen, but I am looking we can't, forward to it. I can't we wait. We can't reach everyone. I you know, it's wait. funny. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you to tear into it. It's, it's funny because it came out like all 10 episodes came out at the end of last year. Right. And, and it did really well. Like we, we charted and, and it was like, it was, it was big and, and that made me very happy. And then mm -hmm. in, uh, in like February of this year, um, Yahoo music did a piece on it. And then after that, I started getting messages from people who were like, I've been obsessed with that story forever. Where's the show been? And it's like, well, here, it's been here. Like, I, you know, like, I guess you weren't yeah. that obsessed with it because we promoted the shit out of it when it came out mm -hmm. and you missed that. But like, it's, everything is so siloed and, and like closed off now that it's like, you can't reach everybody that you think would like your thing. You just can't, you can't. No, there's um, so much stuff. It's so much stuff. So like, so we then charted again, we were number one again, which is great because we, we like reached a new bunch of people who I guess were interested, but just didn't know. So that's, it's, you know, you can, you can like, I last whatever, November, when all the episodes were out, I was like, I, anyone who follows me on any social media must be so sick of hearing about the show, but it's like, no, you really, you can't you have to promote, right? I hate yeah. promoting. And that's why like, I, 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 I'm so bad at it. And I'm so like, I feel like I work so hard on, uh, you know, I know how hard you worked on that podcast and I worked yeah. at the same time. Like you work so hard on that book. Like that book should yeah. be back there for the rest of your life. You should have a book tattooed on your fucking forehead. God damn like, right. Yeah. But no. It, yeah. That, and, and it's, yeah, what do I do about all so fragmented? I, like Pardon? August is falling. I worked so hard on the videos and did it at the EP of Butch Walker. I can't keep talking about. I can't, and I'm just mm -hmm. like I'm 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 at the point where it's like, aren't you sick of it? And then people are like, no, you have to keep. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, all right, but you know, yeah, to, you to talk about your so that I'll I'll help plug your shit here, Dave. So well, thank you. The, the waiting for, and I'm going to listen to it too. So if a listener doesn't know what I'm talking about, we could do it together. Um, right. He did a deep dive on the band group sudden impact now if you yeah. if you know what that is you know what that is but i'll explain what it is right now motown philly by boys to men was a huge video right. 
if, if yes. you're a person of a certain age. And it was, it was, I love Motown Philly still. I mean, it's what it's awesome. And it's not because it's I live in Philadelphia. It's just a great song. Um, yeah. And in the video, it was the, the East Coast family. And they showed all of these. It was Belle Biv DeVoe. Had a little cameo, and it was uh, who else had the cameo? There was there was uh, another bad creation, another bad creation. Who had right? a couple couple um, top ten songs. Boys to Men was yeah. in there, and they were just all these groups yeah. that were like big at the time or coming up, up and comers. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, these four white guys that look like it's out of nowhere. This band, Sudden Impact, and and I knew as twelve years old, I was just like, who are these guys? Because yeah. I didn't know who they were, and they stuck out, and it was just like what an impact. And and, like, and what they do is like they're against a black background, and they're all in like white shirts and ties, and they and like ties. and they point at the camera like yeah, real, real bold. Like they look like a young wedding, band. Like, like the yeah. youngest wedding band that would have ever. Because wedding bands are always kind of like grizzled forty-five year olds that didn't make it. Like yeah. these guys would be like, you know what? We're not going to make it. Let's buy these white shirts. And let's mm -hmm. learn how to play Gloria Stefan songs. And we are yeah. going to be the youngest wedding band in the history of the world. That's yeah. kind of what they look like. Slash so yeah. yeah. They had been, uh, they were signed to Michael Bivens development deal at Motown. So mm -hmm. he had signed uh, Boys to Men and Another Bad Creation. And it was a three artist deal. And the third artist was Sudden Impact. Sudden and, Impact. Uh, and then, yeah, so they had that moment, 2.8 seconds in a music video. And that's all that we ever saw them do. And I, in my head, I was like, there's has to be a story there. And I have, uh, I have a good friend out here who like he and I like, it, it's just been a thing that every couple of years we talk about, like we need to find them. And, uh, and so, uh, so I did. Um, you, and you I did, found this, the, you, did you find all, well, I, mean, I don't, I don't spoil want, it. Yeah. I don't want spoilers here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, how can I ask you a question? Cause I'm so interested in this, but at the same time, not spoil it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, let's just think about this. W what do you think about, uh, Nate and Sean and, uh, I can't believe I'm coming up with two of the boys to man. Yeah. Nate or Sean. Uh, Sean. I, forget. I forget. Yes. And what and, do you think? Uh, and did you get in touch Mike. with them in this thing? Mike, is this a well, should um, I not? Should I shut up? I, I will tell you that I, I make contact. I, I, I cross into the world of sudden impact for sure. Okay. There right. are there are a couple, yeah, there are a couple uh, you know, white whales. Um we you know, you never know where there might be a bonus episode or a second season. Um okay. but yeah, I, I do I do make contact. Okay, um, this is this it's, is so it's wild. It's, it's it's wild. It's my next podcast. I can't wait. Good. I'm going to start it today. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. And it, it was like, it, it is, uh, to me, it's, it's, it touches on so many things that are really interesting about like, about life and about like, about, you know, art and like mm -hmm. commerce and like the, you know, there, there's stuff that we don't talk about culturally. Like we reward success and, and we like punish failure, but you know, mm -hmm. like if somebody sets out to do something big and it doesn't work out, it's like, we kind of, that person's kind of a punchline for the rest of their life, yeah. which oh, is yeah. like, you know, which is not a, it's not cool, but B it's like, it's not always true. Like sometimes, you know, like I, I did not, I do not currently have the career that I, that when I first got the MTV job, I was like, Oh, you know, there was no Ryan Seacrest at the time, but that was sort of what I thought might be in the future. And that's not what I have. What I do have, I love, 
Um, like I get to do all kinds of things that, yeah. are, that are really interesting and, you know, whatever. I like, I don't have a, you know, big giant house or whatever, but I'm like, I get the, you know, the, the kid who showed up to stand in line at MTV would yeah. lose his fucking mind if he got to see how I spend my days now. He would be yeah. so excited and he would not ask about how much I'm making or how big my house is or anything like that. Um, well, how much are so, you making, David? How big is your well, house? I'll ask. I mean, it's so, really varies from year to year. Let's um, get down to it. Let's start yeah. talking turkey. How much you making? Um, all right. We'll find out how much Dave makes when we get back from break. Great. Man, I'm getting kind of thrown at commercials. We'll be right back. Dave, how about that break? That break that was, was solid, wasn't fucking, it? That was a segue for the ages. You know what? This is the first time I've ever been on a show that actually has commercials. I had one ad on my one of my YouTube videos. Um, yeah. And so it's weird for me in a way. It's like I've I've always been the person that like no, no one's gonna listen to what I do or no one's gonna watch what I do. Oh, no, Starburn's so gonna me. set you up. So it's like you know, but you just got to keep doing stuff. You keep doing stuff, and you keep chasing yeah. it. And and you know, I think from you waiting in line, you kind of set yourself up. You're like, you know what? It was you making that choice of saying that this is what I, I don't know what it is that I want, but I want a life in entertainment, in showbiz, whatever you call it. You had a dream. You didn't know what it was going to be, but you waited in line. And because of that, you've become a a lifer in the arts. And that's all my dream has ever been to be. I can't even classify it. I don't know if I'm a musician, comedian. I don't know what the hell I am, but I love the entertainment world and creative world. Like whatever it is. Like increasingly, you don't have to define what you do. You know, like it's, it's not the industry is not what it was even 10 years ago. Like now you can really like put a bunch of things together and, and you're the only person who does what you do, you know? And, and it doesn't yeah. matter if some like development person at some network somewhere doesn't see it or like, oh, I, I see him more as a, this kind of person or whatever. It's like you, you do your own shit and like, there is no gatekeeper. So you can, you know, I, fewer people are getting rich, but more people are making a living and that's yeah. good. That's right. good. That's know? good. Yeah, but there's yeah. dark times. There's dark yeah. times, Dave. There's dark oh, times. You're telling me. Right. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, you know. Yeah, it's dark as the soul it's every other week. Yeah. If, if you've got this thing, and anybody who's listening to this thing, you know, not to be like Tony Robbins over here, but like if you want to start making shit, just make it, you mm-hmm. know? And probably yeah. no, nobody's going to watch it, but, you know, you just keep making it. That's, and that's not kind true. Of that is but, not I true. Mean, like it will find its audience and it but will it will keep, spark something in someone else but you and have that to is how it going. keeps going yeah the, but you have to keep going is what i'm saying the first thing nobody might watch you the second right. thing, you know it's like you just right. kind of have to keep going on it and Absolutely. maybe you can, you'll get out of aunts and uncles territory which is what i call like where youtube videos for me for for a long time 300 views 400 mm-hmm. views your aunts mm-hmm. and your uncles are commenting under it like good job pat love the video it's yeah. like oh god it wasn't until that first troll came in where i was like all right um, oh hell yeah well that's that yeah. is a sign of success that is you know in in you, you might say in the world of maria maria that is living your life just like a movie star kind of is i mean you that know it, line drives well me it all comes back well it all comes back to uh will you put the song on again adam and then we'll do this uh game that I'm, i think he came up with uh, it's, it's a good spot to come scat into. Man doing whatever he's doing what I, I just the thing that drives me up the wall about it is it, she reminds me of a west side story uh growing up in spanish harlem living her life just like a movie star 
in what way is she living her life just like a movie star? There's no time. Um, uh, and then she goes, and then she's in East LA. It's just like the two, the two most obvious sort of like Hispanic, like hubs of the United States of America. Uh, it, it just, everything is so vague and unimaginative. And, and then she, and then she's on the corner thinking of ways to make it better. Like what, what is it? Like, she want a better plastic surgeon or a better well, I don't understand. You know, actress? Like acting coach or something? It, like, what is it? What is or, it that she's trying to make better and how? And like, why isn't she doing it? Why is she just thinking about it? Look at how we look at him. He's getting so angry. <laughs> this is what I love. Like, what's the, my favorite part of this podcast so far, and you could cut it there, Adam. My favorite part of doing the podcast is like getting to see. <laughs> the guests really just start to lose it really start I, to just break down on these songs because that's how i feel about all the ones that i do videos about yeah and this one too i mean this song stinks it stinks so hard i feel like i can see like the songwriting session or, or like when they like present it to to clive davis or whatever i can see yeah. the product g and b who we did hear from once again which we'll maybe talk about later but um I can see them being like, uh, Maria, Maria, uh, she reminds me of a West Side Story. We'll fix that. Uh, growing up in Spanish Harlem. We'll, or we'll better, fix that. Living her life yeah. just like a movie star or something specific. Or you something can hear it. Like Maria. Yeah. Ma yeah. Like every you line, like I can Maria see Maria. them being like, we'll fix. We'll come back. That, but they yeah. know Everything is a Santana, placeholder. And then Santana's like, well, I'm playing the Wu-Tang. Ain't nothing to fuck with the underdog oh, thing. But like, Santana's I'll I'll come up, I'll come up with something over that. Yeah, Santana's in a hot tub. He does oh, not. He is not. not even connected. He might be there, like on speakerphone, but he's not paying attention. Now, Adam, what do you have for us here? Okay, so I have uh, a little game called to uh, Total Recall Live. Oh boy! Uh, I have one minute called from an episode of TRL that Dave was oh, on, oh, and I have bleeped some key names, oh, and I want to see. If Dave or Dave and Pat can come up with the names, uh, or just see uh, what you think about some of the folks that get mentioned, so I'll play you the full clip first. Welcome to Total Request Live. We are right, as I said, in the midst of Hip Hop Week here at MTV. Mm. Ow! Exactly. Why, Why am I doing Today's that? Today's show, folks. Brace yourselves. If there's a railing or, or a wall or a post of some kind for you to hold on to, I urge you to do so. We uh, we have your top ten requests. As always, two big debuts in the top ten today, one of which is absolutely going to throw your mind. It, it's freaking us out over here. And we got some late-breaking news about and And I'm going to be giving away to one lucky InSync fan two tickets to tomorrow night's InSync show at Nassau Coliseum. Very, very cool. Ow! Very, very cool. I'm making... And right after TRL, it's Hip Hop Fashion Day here on MTV. Ed Lover is going to be joined by two of Hip Hop's visionaries when it comes to fashion. It just keeps going. This They're going to be talking about Hip Hop Fashion, where it started, where it's going right now, etc., etc. But right now, let's get into the request. You ready to get into the request, folks? Let's start at number 10, shall we? Returning to the countdown at number 10 today, it's every morning. Now, these guys are touring with us right now. They're bringing down the house. Are we supposed to be playing as they beep? Because No, I I'm going to give you... That uh, was a lot of beeps. You've given us a lot. Yeah, I've got them separated into shorter clips here. I just wanted to give you some context. Sweet you know, it's hip-hop week. Uh, well, that last one was Sugar Ray every morning. Right? Yeah. That, you They're got touring that one. now with... Uh, that was bleeped out. Um, could it have been Incubus? 
oh, it's you're in the right neighborhood. I'm in the right neighborhood. That's uh, this uh, uh, the second guy that they're touring with. He really wants to know what it's like. Oh, Everlast. Yeah. Oh my Whitey God. Ford. That was a uh, little Whitey Ford, which uh, would be on my list of songs to bring oh in to this show. Sure, and of course the clue for uh, for Sugar Ray is he once held up a finger and asked the audience if they wanted to smell Madonna. Because uh, he's classy, Mark McGrath. Yeah. Wow. We. Wow. <laughs> I was. I was just so interested. Like the beliefs, I wasn't even paying attention to that much because I was just so, like, I was thinking about you, Dave. That was you. You were reading off a cue card. You were throwing it, it to like, and then you so said strange. like, "We're giving away and sync." You're like, "Very, very cool," because you have to say "very, very cool." You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, cool. for the for the viewer, it was very, very cool. I was I can remember. A time, you know, the thing is, that was such a huge pop music moment, right? Like that late 90s moment was yeah. so huge for like for pop music and for like, you know, I, okay, so I was 13 in 1984 when it was like Prince and, and Madonna and Van Halen and Bruce Springsteen yeah. and like all of that, like blockbuster music. Like I, I feel privileged to have been 13 that year. You know, because that's like when shit really imprints on you. And it was like the best stuff in it. Like the, the most popular stuff was also the best stuff. And then there was the Smiths and the replacements and like REM and uh, underground shit to start to get into oh, for a kid like me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm I'm so lucky to have had that experience. And like, I feel like that 99 era for, for kids who are, I'm not going to do the math, but who are in their like 30s-ish now, early 40s, must be just as like, indelible and so to have like been around there during that is like i I felt very much like this is as goofy as everything we did was it's going to be like unforgettable for somebody for like the 13 year old version of me who's out there who's well and you're doing the thing that the network tells me to tell pat to do which is you're bringing the audience along you're like yes woo you're right to woo this is a thing that should be wooed about yeah 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 okay well you know all right, so let's okay. get those that first couple of bleeps. All right, yeah, let's break news about about Frank and Mike. And we got some late breaking news about So the first one, uh, this is a real weird juxtaposition. Uh, the first one, uh, something that you might dig. Uh, rumor that Billy Corgan wrote the record. Hole. Sure. And then uh, something that happens concurrently. Two things happen at the same time. They are. Can we hear the thing? Sure. Uh, Stand by. And we got some late breaking news about hole and hole and simultaneous hole and in sync. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, he's talking okay. about NSYNC, putting those yep. two stories together. Of course, they, why wouldn't you talk about Hole and In Sync in the same? I breath? mean, they were they were just Obviously. beginning their tour together. I would imagine. So. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, okay. Then we got this one. Wow. Ed Lover is going to be joined by two of hip hop's visionaries when it comes to fashion. And rock these are two hip hop fashion Combs? visionaries. Oh yeah, yeah. The P was getting between him and his fans. Uh, you might remember when he mm-hmm. went from P Diddy just to Diddy. Uh, but mm. back then he was Sean Puffy Combs. Sean Puffy uh, Combs. And then the co-founder of Def Jam Records is with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then, um, you know. Russell Simmons? Oh, yeah. See? Okay. Dave still okay. got it. 
Well, I mean, you just had to basically tell me who they were and then <laughs> yeah, well, tell you, you know. who they are. Well, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to feed answers to you. Well, thanks. Uh, okay. Wow. It's so no strange. Uh, and this, by the way, is a thing that we get into in Waiting for Impact is um, I talked to uh, my friend Damien Fahey, who, who started at MTV after I left. And uh, <clears throat> like every now and then something will get posted to YouTube from one of the shows that we did. And then somebody will like tag us in it on Twitter or whatever. And we take a look mm -hmm. and it's like, ah, well, good for that guy. Like no recollection of what's happening. You know, like it's, it's all, everything that we did in, at that point in our lives you ever just is so like, is so strange that it's like, we got a head injury and it's like, we just can't, I, I was not able to form clear memories from that time in my life. You know, it Do you was ever just weird. like late at night, you ever just like YouTube, I'll type it in. No. 2002 you ever you ever do that dave holmes 2001 no. no no i can't take it no right no i get that no but i mean like you know there's um it's just so and i know that you know i've totally i've totally just mtv'd you to death on this show and and i'm That's fine. um and and it's just so it's such a big part of of you know my life mtv was such a big part of my life and you were there at that time right around yeah. the end so you were talking about how like the 13 year old would love all of these moments i was just like fuck these moments like there was just well, so yeah. much because i was 19 to 21 and i was just like you know the most best case scenario is like maybe like whole like malibu you know what i mean yeah. like maybe because like it was gone it was either you know limp biscuit or it was uh in sync you know and there yeah. really yeah. wasn't anything else happening and then but like, you would maybe... still watch oh yeah you could yeah and I did. that's the thing is and that I... it was like it was so much sort of like the cultural like hub you know like it was the last gasp of like the time of when we were all aware of the same things whether we were yeah. all listening to the same things we were aware of the same things and that's and why like spotify playlist dave like you know like I, we we don't have to go down this road but i mean it's uh -huh. just like there doesn't i don't know how hit songs even happen anymore and i think it's just from spotify playlists or if it's from like apple playlists or if it's from youtube playlists i don't is it all playlist based i don't know but it's just yeah. like there used to be a reason why a hit was a hit. I mean, right. I can remember the first time I saw Smells Like Teen Spirit video and yeah. it was like, holy shit. Like it that printed that on moment the, on the was world. Just, yeah. That song just completely did what it, everybody says it did. And it was just yeah. like, I don't know how or why, but that song was just when you saw that converse on the foot like that, that was that was the biggest moment of my life, you know, Huge. musically at that yeah. point. And like. Talk well, about fortuitous timing. I was in college. I was like in college doing college radio at the time. And like there were all those like bands. <clears throat> it really felt like the the underground was about to like explode up into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. I would not have imagined Nirvana doing it. But I remember being in like in our studios in uh in Worcester and like, you know, looking at Billboard and like Nevermind kept going up and up and up. And then it was like in the top ten. It was like how how on earth is this Nirvana record a top 10 record? Like it, it just seemed, mm -hmm. it, it just was, it, it, it took me completely by surprise and changed everything, like legitimately changed everything. So I have a friend who, um, who co-wrote a song for Pierce the Veil. They're like an emo-ish kind of band, right? And mm -hmm. that, um, and, and my friend is like a songwriter in his own right and like did it, did a co-write for this band like 10 years ago and it it's become a popular tiktok thing 
Okay. Um, there's like a dance or a move or a something that you right. do on TikTok to this song. And so because right. of that, it is now like the number one rock song in Obviously. Billboard. Pierce the, Pierce the Veil. So, Pierce the Veil. Right. Uh, and, that, and that's how like, that's how it happens, you know? And it's so. surprising for everyone. How about the Hives? You ever meet the Hives? Never met the Hives. That was right after. That was right after. MTV didn't really have a whole lot to do with like like the Strokes or like that kind of that kind of thing. No, they just did that two dollars bill show. I remember, which I was they, at. <clears throat> which I was you at. Were at that he, I was at that. <clears throat> I was at that. And at the very end, I think it's the last song they play. Uh, Julian climbs into the crowd and and stands on someone's lap. That is my lap. You stand. It's, it's on. I have I have gone to YouTube to find that. You can't really tell it to me, but yeah. In that moment, that I was point. like, I don't know what's happening right. Now. I don't know if, if if this is right disrespectful. What's happening right now? I don't care. I just have Julian Casablanca's filthy converse on my jeans. No oh, man, that's, that's a cool that's a cool story, Dave. I can ask you so much more, but we got to wrap this thing up. Let's put on uh, let's put the song on um, okay. and uh, just remind people that this is a podcast. Oh, Santana. Now I mean. Uh, he, he he brings excuse me he brings passion to this absolute dial do. tone of a lyric. All you do, it's all you can do. The beat. So if there's one thing I could say, the beat's okay. Oof. It's it's what he did. It's what he did. He was great. Yeah. Um, and then and then he's like, oh, I feel you in the weather or something. So it's like, is she dead? I, I just don't know what the fuck's going on. And I don't care. Um, the product G and B, who who are, I guess, the singer. I, I remember it being like two people. So maybe it's the yeah. singer and then the guy who's mumbling in the background. But they, yeah, right. the next thing they did after this, and I do remember because I was hosting TRL, they came in to world premiere their follow-up to this song, which was from the Dr. Doolittle or Dr. Doolittle 2 soundtrack. I'm not even Dude, 100% don't sure. there's a sequel because we all wanted two. one of those. Do 2. To. And yeah. uh, the song from that soundtrack by the product G&B, completely on their own now, uh, was called Cluck Cluck. And, and I remember asking what the title meant and they were like, oh, it's like, you know, when you're doing your thing, man, you cluck cluck it. And I was like, great, terrific. That's, thank you, product G&B. Oh my You're gonna God. just product. be vague for the rest of your career, which will be like another month. Isn't it amazing that Cluck, you know, Cluck Cluck didn't work out. You know what no. I mean? But like, who let the dogs out dead? You know yes. what I mean? It's like it's there's reason line. to believe that a Cluck Cluck could have worked out. It's a fine line, of course there is. I yeah. mean, um, all right. Well, let's get you out of here, Dave. Let's get Listen, me out of here. Don't stay all day. Um, this was awesome. Thank you so much. It was so great to meet you, Dave. Great to meet you. Check out your shit. You've got right. so much shit to plug. What do you want to plug? What's 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 your uh, favorite thing to plug right now? I, I mean, I, I am I am thrilled that Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project, is out in the world. Uh, listen to all ten episodes. Do it in one day. Um, and uh, yeah, and read my writing in uh, Esquire magazine. I have a, a column in, in print, and then I show up on their website every you know couple times a week. Um, oh. I just wrote a thing about Adam Levine that kind of blew up and I almost felt a little bad. Um, well, it, it's hard not to feel a little bit of pity. You know, it's, I mean, he seems like a cheater, but also those sex messages are, are like so innocent. It's like a Catholic 12 year old got a hold of his phone. It really is. 
Like it it's reminds very me weird. of when I was single, to be honest with you, of, of the mm -hmm. things that you might feel desperate enough to text a girl that you kind of know. And I'm yes. not saying that like in a stocky way, where he's just like, you know, you're watching someone's story, they're working out and he's going leg day. Like, yes. You have nothing else to say to them because you don't know them. So it's just yes. like, what are you going to do? Ask them like, if you know, what kind of pretzels do you like? Yeah. yeah. So he goes leg day. Oh. Oh, terrible. It's, it's amazing. It's like, oh, you're a dork. You're a yeah, dork. You're a dork. But I knew that because I, I know your music. I know you're a yeah. dork. But yeah. like, and you know, you have the coolest thing about him is that he's got a Kmart uh, uh, fashion line. That's, Does he that's, really? that's the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. What is if it? You find a Kmart, if you find a Kmart, um, go in and you'll see like i don't know if it's still there after you know uh leg gate or whatever they're calling yeah. this levine. um but there's a picture of him and it's like adam levine's you know uh le the le levine wear or something like that and you can it, just what are we talking is it like track suits or? Pants. i think it's like track suits it might be like some tanks um, oh man that's big money yeah. too once you, you go look once you go up. mass like uh, like Kmart, and that's huge money. Right. Well, let me tell you this very quickly. When we were in the Bahamas God, for Isle of MTV, which is a whole okay. other conversation. Oh, I know. Um, okay. Um, Isle of MTV. Oh, there was awesome. a guy, and I don't I don't remember his name, but he was in the news recently. But we'll get to that. Um, okay. And he was like a fashion designer who made clothes for like Kmart and and stuff. And so because of that, he was you know a bajillionaire. And he had a huge house in the Bahamas. So he had a he had like teenage daughters. So he had a big party for all of us at MTV and like sent a bus out to his house, uh, which is like in Nassau or something. And uh, and the house was like full Bond villain, like billionaire house. There was a guest bedroom that like was on a um, like on hydraulics, basically. And it would like like it would descend into a shark tank. And so, like, it was, like, up to the ceiling, it was, you were, like, in an aquarium, and then there was ventilation to, like, the outside world above, and you could, like, hit a button and then just be back up on, like, land again. But this man um, greeted us at the door without pants. Uh, he showed up long, like, button-down shirt, no pants. And I was just like, welcome to my home. And then he was in the news recently for, uh, of course sexual misdeeds uh you know the list uh, is a mile long that's a power but, move yeah i forget right that guy's there. name but yeah that's that's huh? a power move that's a power move I it mean, is a power you know, move these people become these billionaires i was just interviewing the, the like i was saying this guy michael mechanic this author who wrote a book called uh -huh. jackpot uh, look at i'm plugging shit. his shit he's not even on right now Great. but anyway it's Great. just about people that come into money and how billionaires you know changes your psyche and everything like that the shark tank i'm with that like i would yeah that's that. pretty cool that's but for every Shark Tank that I'm putting in, I'm also giving a, a mill to a school. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yes. You can't Shark yes. Tank it without giving at least a mill or like. You won't notice it's gone. You won't exactly. notice it's gone. Yeah. The go change someone's life. Why is it? Why does it always go to the cock and balls? Everything always goes to the cock and balls, Dave. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like. It's where we hold our and put some yeah. pants on. He's got to mm -hmm. answer. He's got so much money. He answers the door. No pants, but a shirt. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Mm -hmm. Dave, it was a long shirt, but it was like, he's not wearing pants. Dave, uh, come back very, from this shirt. Will you, oh will you come back Listen, again? Will you be yeah, our first there's guy? a whole world of CrossFit music to get into. Uh, oh. So, yes. Do you know and how as long as there's a down with the sickness that hasn't been explored? 
I'm oh, here. But I talk about Dave Draymond almost every episode. I think Adam, we should get some sort of a mailbag going. Let's, Dave. Don't you think that's a good idea? Mailbag, questions, whatever. Yeah, let's get. Yeah. So yeah. let's get a mailbag going. Send it to songstinkpod at gmail.com. Um, you know, follow Dave on all of his shit and uh, follow me at patfinity.net and all the shits there. I want to thank executive producer Adam, producer Adam Levin. He's right there. And, uh, you know, my name is Pat Finnerty. Dave, thanks again, man. Uh, let's so continue. Much fun. I think we're bullshit friends now. Let's, oh, let's keep no, surface level, surface level internet bullshit friends. Great. Great. All right. Thanks, Dave. Let's get the hell out of here. Thanks, everybody. Well, you could write a country tune, set your mind on daddy's phone, and keep it simple and true to form by the way it's done. You could write a rap track, cut the alphabet and chew in on the phrasing. Once you get to the end of the line, it's amazing. Dropping like bombs. For some running numbers I like the old ones better than the new ones Coming on too strong You could buy the folk, did he? Tell the tale of a god of a neighbor Same old story and it's always changing Going on and on and on and on Well, you could write a jazz number Hot coals and my soul is blazing The right notes are never wrong off the top of my head Ah, you can write a punk song Tear the nation down, blood the flag Show another to a piece of track Getting back in love You can buy a disco sign Getting down in hard wheels Fifty four in a row You wanna dance all night Yeah You can write a reggae rhythm Hit the road from here to Hong Kong Look at all them fools that made it Just strumming along 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 Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.